0: I started this podcast series on a a contemplation of truth and illusion as an introduction for working people to philosophical thought and its implications. Much of what we contemplated in the truth and illusion podcast would be called in philosophy epistemology, which is defined as the study of knowledge and justified true belief. Normally in common language, these two concepts of knowledge and justified true belief are considered to be the same. After all, if the belief is true, is it not knowledge? As often happens, if you have listened to most of these Truth and Illusion podcasts, you probably know by now that philosophy often throws a wrench into common sense. In epistemology, the distinction between knowledge and justified true belief is often delineated by Giddier problems, named after the philosopher Edmund Giddier though the problem is discussed as far back as Plato. A common example of these type of problems is called the stop clock case. Assume Alice sees a clock that reads two o'clock and believes the time is two o'clock. It is, in fact, two o'clock, so her belief is true. The problem is that unknown to Alice, the clock, stopped, the clock she's looking at stopped 12 hours ago. So she has a justified true belief that it is two o'clock But only out of pure luck. Is it knowledge to have a justified true belief merely as a matter of pure luck? Is knowing something by luck knowledge? Epistemology is considered the start of modern philosophy with its widespread acceptance and use of skepticism as a valid technique for knowledge. It was the philosopher René Descartes who started started his system of philosophy with complete skepticism doubting all perceptions and all beliefs. He ended up with the one statement that, according to him, cannot be doubted as knowledge. I think, therefore I am. Since Descartes, in many ways, is one of the founders of modern mathematics and science, through the development of his Cartesian geometry, his ideas have had significant influence on modern thought and is considered to be the border between medieval and modern philosophy. Epistemological questions are intermixed into all other philosophical questions because all of them seek knowledge, so require some concept of what knowledge is. Much of it sounds like circular reasoning, but as I contemplated in the Philosophy of Language and Science episodes, circular wording and reasoning is unavoidable when dealing with reasoning and talking about existential and non-existential truth because of the limits of language. You should not give up hope of knowledge or of solving philosophical problems. One unavoidable problem of being a philosopher is that once we answer a question, it is no longer philosophy, it is science. Physics, biology, chemistry, all the real sciences were once philosophy. In contemplating epistemology, hopefully you will reach the same conclusions that I have stated in some of these other podcasts, especially in the philosophy of language and philosophy of science uh, sets or series. Truth and knowledge, except for existential truth, as defined in my philosophy of language, is pragmatic. Something is knowledge and true, if it works. In the Alex's clock case, for example, if you ask her what time it is, and she answers that it is two o'clock, regardless of whether the clock is broken or not, she gave you a true statement and knowledge that you can rely on at that time. It will work at that time. Since the clock is broken, that true statement of knowledge is only good for the one minute that it is 2 o'clock. As soon as it becomes 2.01 and the clock fails to move, you will have the further pragmatic knowledge that the clock is broken, but you will have to modify, modify your fabric of language for whatever problem you are trying to solve for which you need to know the time. If you read the history of science, much scientific knowledge Results in its in its earliest stages and discoveries is pure luck. Only after the first fortuitous events does the knowledge then become falsifiable. Then become falsifiable by the scientific method, as discussed in our philosophy of science podcast. As an example of how philosophy becomes science, I have added a link on this podcast epistemology page to an article entitled "The Case Against Reality," interviewing Donald D. Hoffman a professor of cognitive science at the University of California, Irving. If you get a chance to read it, you will recognize all of his conclusions of knowledge as concepts previously contemplated as problems in philosophy in prior podcasts dealing with truth and illusion and philosophy of language and science, concepts that in their basics were discussed as far back as Plato, but that now in the 21st century are becoming science.